to the Greg Bennett Show. And yes, it is Greg Bennett, but I am on my own today. Uh, no guests, just me and you. Uh, whether you're driving or going for a run or on your bike, it's just the two of us. Um, this is a special Christmas edition. I'm trying something new where I will just be chatting with you. And I'd love your feedback and advice, to be honest. If, if this is not something that you prefer, oh, I never do it again. Um, but after 207 episodes, I thought I'd give this a try and, and send out a, a bit of a, a Christmas message, um, a little bit of an end of year kind of celebration. I thought I'd share with you some of the things that have worked for me this past year or past couple of years, to be honest, um, things, tools, tactics that you might be able to sort of bring into your own life um, that I felt have really empowered my own life, to be honest, and uh, given me a tremendous amount of perspective. Um, but before we do, um, Merry Christmas. I, uh, this time of year is always very special. I feel like it's after a big year of pushing, we can all finally take a bit of a deep breath, um, spend some time with family and enjoy some good meals and, um, and give each other some gifts and receive some gifts, obviously. Um, actually, I'm, I've done a pretty piss poor job, if you're going to be honest, of, of gift giving this year. Laura's done it all. She's done all the shopping for all the kids um, and for me and for herself, by the way. Um, even the Santa stocking, she said, don't bother. I don't want all the stuff that you get me normally. I'm going to buy myself everything and you can put it in the stocking for me. So it's feeling a bit, I'm a bit empty in terms of giving. Um, but, uh, you know, I am flying my mum over from Australia, which I'm looking forward to seeing her in, uh, over Christmas and she'll be here for about five weeks in South Florida. So that's all really exciting. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas week. Um, if you're listening to this way beyond Christmas, I hope you're having a wonderful week as well. Um, but this year, you know, it's been, it's been a busy year for all of us. I feel like, uh, the world has started to really move again in 2023. I feel like um, we had sort of a couple of years there with COVID. 2022, we kind of got rocking again, although everybody, we got a bit nervous with everything in terms of business. But I felt like 2023, we were back in full swing. Um, and I want to just recap the year of the podcast um, and some of the memorable moments of the podcast this year. Um, 51 guests, uh, all of them just remarkable human beings. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate each and every one of them coming on the show and just being able to sit and chat. I know you've heard me say in various episodes in the past that I feel like it's catching up with a mate <laughs> every, every week I get to catch up with an adult and have an adult conversation. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a lot of time that they put together to come and sit with me and chat. Um, we often, sit and chat for 10 to 15 minutes before I hit the record button. And then we often chat for another 10 to 15 minutes after I hit record. And that's a lot of time out of, well, anybody's day. Um, you know, a lot of the, the athletes, the coaches, um, they're busy, the entrepreneurs that I've had, and they carve out this time to sit and chat with me. And they've been doing so for four years now. And, uh, you know, 2023, is no different. Um, it's been a remarkable year. I will say before I go into recap, um, if you are enjoying the show, I'm going to put a little bit of uh, this up front on the show. If you are enjoying it, I really would appreciate any reviews or um, 
you know, anything on Apple. I think Apple do reviews and, and the stars. It just helps the rating of the show um, perform a little better. If you can be bothered, I know that it's uh, can be a bit of a chore, but I'd really appreciate it. You know, I, I work on this show every week. I do love it. Um, there are some weeks it becomes tiresome. It becomes a bit tough, um, but I wouldn't change it. You know, I, I really do love it. But any sort of uh, feedback, advice, uh, reviews, it just keeps me going. Um, I love the comments I get on direct message on Instagram or on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever it is. And, you know, sometimes those little pats on the back are all it takes. Um, So for those of you that have been doing that, um, there's several of you that have just been really great super fans that just keep this fire alive. I really appreciate you. But anyway, skipping right forward. Um, Let's let's look at this year in review. Some of the the key people that came on. I had so many good mates come on this year, from Chris McCormack and Belinda Granger, Luke McKenzie, Lisa Bentley, uh, Tyler Butterfeld, and Brad Carlefeld. All fantastic. Um, Cam Brown, Jason West, new young athletes, and, and um, Dan Backergaard. Um, Pete Jacobs came on this year, finally. Um, it was great to catch up with Pete. I'd caught up with him in Noosa in person, um, and then we organised to, to do the episode. Tim Reed came on again this year. Um, Rico Bogan, who just won the 70.3 Worlds, uh, young athlete, he came on. Uh, Radka Carlafelt, so she was on a few weeks after Brad. Love that couple. What a dynamite triathlon couple they are. And then I had Josh Amberger and Ashley Gentle. Talk about dynamite couples, two of my favorite people in the world as well. So thank you to them for coming on. T.O. came on again, Timothy O'Donnell. Honestly, um, there's not a more fun person in the world than T.O., honestly. You want a good night out, you want a good party, the guy's hilarious and he's just um, one of the best men I know. So thanks again, T.O., for coming on. And I finally got Julie Dibbons on, um, one of the all-time greatest female Ironman and, and Olympic athletes and, and now coaching some of the world's greatest athletes. She finally came on. She's not somebody that does a lot of podcasts and that kind of thing. So that was fantastic. And then I also had Simon Lessing. Um, I know there's been a lot of you that have really wanted some of the more mature athletes, ex-athletes on the show. And Simon Lessing was just great to get him on. Honestly, I, um, I, I, I raced Simon a lot in the, in the, you know, in the nineties, <laughs> I say raced, he beat up on me most of the nineties. I think it was in the, into the noughties. I started to be able to get him a little bit, but the guy was honestly one of the greatest athletes I ever raced against, but I never really knew him. And that episode with Simon Lessing and how he had to get out of South Africa and apartheid and get himself to Europe and sleeping in his bike bag the night before races and the British Federation and the British athletes didn't really want him because he was South African, but he, you know, was able to race for Britain because of, you know, family ties. But it was, it was tough for him, um, sort of not feeling welcome, um, then having to prove himself. That was a really cool episode. I loved that one. Um, and then I've had, look, Lucy Charles Barclay came on again. I cannot say enough about Lucy um, and her team. When I say Lucy, I do mean her team all around her. She's just supported by some of the very best in the world. Um, but for her, her to come on the show uh, as probably the biggest name in the world of triathlon, um, maybe we've got Jan Fredino, who's just recently retired, and I might bring on Jan to talk about retirement in the next couple of months. But Lucy Charles Barclay, what you know, to watch her win Hawaii Ironman, 
um, after everything she's been through, the injuries and everything else, and then four second places and finally to win that Kona Ironman. That was a real joy to have her on the show. Um, she's been very good to me coming on this show several times. Um, you got to understand a lot of the higher profile people do get a lot of podcasters uh, reaching out constantly to them. And I truly feel blessed every single time they say, yes, hey, let's come on and let's chat. And, um, you know, Lucy and Reese, a big shout out to both of them. I really appreciate them. Um, it was great to have Jan Van Berkel on, recently retired, and Taylor Spivey last week. Taylor, I've tried to get on the show for a couple of years and um, finally get her on, have a chat, was wonderful. That was a lot of the athletes I've had. People like Mike Riley, the voice of Iron Man, he was on this year. It was great to discuss his career and his retirement. Uh, Zibby from Challenge Triathlons and all the work they're doing at Challenge, just absolutely fantastic to have Zibby on. Love the guy. Um, Thomas Whalen was an awesome guy. Uh, Five-time Olympic water polo f- player for Australia and, and um, the captain of the team, just all around top, top guy. He was one of the few that I actually got to do in person this year. We sat down in Sydney when I was back. Um, and just a legend of a guy and, and what, an episode you should really go check out. Just, I mean, honestly, five Olympics, water polo, and he played water polo professionally all around the world. So that was a great one. Having Dan Plews and Dan Lorang, the two greatest coaches in the world of endurance sports, um, both again coming on. Dan Plews, we really celebrated him more than anything on this ep- uh, uh, when we recorded. He um, breaking, you know, eight hours in his Ironman, and we talked a lot about uh, the book um, Die with Zero, which I ended up reading right after um, that episode with Dan, and the importance of doing what you can at the certain age that you're at, knowing that, you know, he, he knew that in his early 40s that was his last chance to have a really good dig at doing a really fast Ironman. And his supportive wife and family said, all right, really give it a good crack. And boy, did he do a really good crack. And um, I just thought it was fantastic. And, uh, you know, Dan Plews has become a good mate of mine over this course of this show really, um, over this past four years and Dan Lorang the same, he's just become a good mate. Um, you know, Dan Lorang's career of coaching Jan Fadino, Lucy Charles Barclay, Annie Hug, truly amazing what he's been able to achieve with those athletes. And I'm really looking forward to the future for Dan Lorang and what he's planning. Um, big shout out also to Michael Johnson. Now, some of you might be too young, but MJ, when he won 96, Atlanta Olympics, the 200-400 double. Like, it's unbelievable in his golden spikes. And here he is coming on my show. Tell you what, it made me feel like anything's possible. It was one of those episodes where I'm sitting there going, hang on, I got MJ on my show. Who else do we want to chat with? I feel like anything's possible if I can have MJ on the show. So big shout out, Michael Johnson coming on the Greg Bennett Show. What a thrill that was. Um, and then we move over into film and entertainment. Eh? Bill Gerber, good mate of mine, Bill Gerber, Hollywood movie producer, one of the most well-connected men in Hollywood. He came and sat with me. Um, I love Billy and, uh, some of the movies he's produced from Gran Torino and, <clears throat> oh, millions of others. I'm going to sell them short, but <laughs> to have Billy on and, and discuss his life, his career in both music and film, um, extraordinary episode. And then having Leslie Patterson on, who 
won the BAFTAs with her movie All Quiet on the Western Front. Now, remember, Leslie is a five-time Xterra world champion triathlete and has now gone into uh, screenwriting and along with her husband, Simon Marshall, um, you know, they won the BAFTAs for their film All Quiet on the Western Front. Go watch it. Don't watch it with your kids. It's a bit... It's brutal. I mean, it really is like uh, the misery of war. But I tell you, go to Netflix, All Quiet on the Western Front. Those two have put together an all-time movie. They should have got won the Academy Awards. I actually talked to Bill Gerber about that. They um, Basically, they were screwed because they were so new to Hollywood that there was no way they were going to give them the the, um, Academy Award. And so they got a little bit screwed for Best Movie. They did win some awards, but they didn't get Best Movie there. Um, I then did have Simon Marshall on the show. Oh my goodness. Simon, that was an episode. Um, go check that one out. If you haven't listened to Simon Marshall, it's a lot about, um, you know, he, he comes from the sporting psychology side of things before sort of going into screenwriting, but a lot about how to build confidence, even if you're not a confident person, which I don't know, that was me. Um, that is still me to some degree. It's something I still work on, but I know, you, as you're driving or running or biking right now, might be nodding your head going, oh, I'm not the most confident person. But that, that was a good effort episode to just sort of uh, embracing the suck, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, really cool episode with Simon Marshall. Um, people like Jesse Diggins, my goodness. Um, I don't know a lot about winter sports, to be honest. That's just my Australian culture coming out. Um, but Jesse, you know, winning... Everything she's done in, in uh, Nordic skiing, uh, but just a really phenomenal human being. Uh, John McLean, Troy Sachs, phenomenally inspirational stories. Uh, Devin Klein, more recently, who started Burn Boot Camp. What a story his is. And then also along the entrepreneurial space when I had, uh, you know, Yuri from Grammarly, my business partner, Ed Baker, uh, Adam Alonis, who's now a business partner with Fast Food, uh, world-renowned chef. He was fantastic. Andrew Herr, uh, James Hewitt, Eric Abacusis. Man, the entrepreneurs, I love those conversations. I know some of you always want the athletes and the coaches. That's fine. I get it. And, and look, I love that. But there's so many similarities between a between an entrepreneur and an athlete, you know, it's one of those where it's scary. It's um, unknown. You try, you try, you try. You never know what's going to happen. Um, and then finally you might have a win and everyone's like, oh, wow, look at you. Aren't you lucky? You got to win this much money for this much effort. And everyone doesn't see the 10, 15 years of quiet dedication in the background. Um, so the entrepreneurs love that space. Would love your feedback though. If you really are listening to the show and you're like, oh, Greg, I always skip those. Um, love your feedback. I, I will listen. I may not <laughs> take it all on board because I truly enjoy them. And I feel like I get to learn and grow as a person. And, and with the show, honestly, I'm, I'm somebody that, yes, I do it for you. I really do. I, and I, I want your feedback and advice, but I also believe that I have to keep my passion alive um, to keep this going. And so I'll always sort of prioritize who I want to speak with. Um, but please don't, that doesn't mean I'm not going to listen to you as well. Um, and I've had a lot of people reaching out recently with a lot of great suggestions. Some of them are not only suggesting, they're actually introducing me, um, which also is nice when you can just do that. If you know somebody that's an entrepreneur, entertainer, athlete, 
you know, sports physiologist, somebody that you really would love to have on the show, um, introduce us. I'd love to have a, you know, the, I'm always enjoying sort of filling up the calendar. I like to mix it up a bit. So feel free to, uh, introduce us. Um, I'd really appreciate that. Um, but anyway, I want to shift gear. That was the year. That was an amazing year. I can't believe it. When I read out all those names, to be honest, it really is amazing. I hit the 200th episode. Um, I always said to Laura, you know, I'm going to start this podcast and my goal is I'll hit 100 minimum. I'm doing 100. And I said, that's two years. Otherwise, I'm not starting. You know, it's a typical athlete mentality. I think I need a goal and I need to stay disciplined and focused and dedicated and I hit the hundred and we kind of blew right through that. Um, and I've just met so many wonderful people. Um, not just the guests, but my, but you, my audience, the listeners, some of you have become good mates. I've got mates in Brazil now and all around the world in Switzerland and Australia and, you know, I'll respond to you. Um, and if I don't, uh, you can abuse me a little bit because I'm trying to be dedicated about replying to you on Instagram DMs or LinkedIn's or whatever it is, um, you know, because I enjoy the conversations with you as much as I do the guests. Um, so please keep that coming up. I'm also trying to pencil in, um, and I can't promise everybody this, but Friday mornings, I'm going to try and open that up for any mentorships. I've been doing that a little bit, um, especially young athletes. I, I, um, it's free. I just carve out a half hour time and we chat and, uh, maybe multiple times, but I'm trying to see if that is something that I can do in terms of giving back a little bit. Um, I know I couldn't have achieved or be doing what I'm doing without great mentors in my corner. And if I can help you in any way, reach out, um, and, you know, we'll put you in the calendar for Fridays. I, I figure going forward 2024, I kind of want to open up Fridays for those kind of conversations. Um, uh, and, and look, it might take a bit of coordinating if I get a lot of requests, but um, I'm really hoping I can have a lot of conversations with you, my listener. Um, so f- feel free to reach out however you want to do it. I think probably direct messages on um, Instagram is often the best. Um, but anyway... I want to shift gear. This year, you've probably heard me on the show talk about my morning rituals a little bit. Um, And I'm not here to lecture you. I'm just here to share what's worked for me. And you may want to incorporate it into your life. Um, And I highly recommend you do if you can. And the biggest thing for me is getting up early. There's something about getting up really early. It's quiet. The kids are asleep. Sometimes Laura gets up too. But I find I can have a a coffee or just a a glass of water. I can go outside, you know, no phone, no nothing. And it's just really quiet and it's peaceful. My mind is engaged. And I got into the habit this year for sure of just putting the kids to bed you know, they're asleep by 7, 7, 15, and then I go straight to sleep and um, straight to my bed. And usually I'm asleep by 7, 30, 8 o'clock at the latest. And I know that sounds ridiculously early, but basically all I did was swap out 
sort of watching a Netflix show um, for 45 minutes or an hour or whatever and replace that with going to bed earlier and using that time that I was, what I like to say, dumbing myself down at night and use that for the morning time. So, you know, I'm usually up around that, you know, in the threes, um, in the fours at the latest, but I try and get up in the threes. And that is not, I'm not bragging and not saying you have to do it. I'm just saying this is something that I started doing this year and I've been loving it. That's all. Um, and then the other thing I stopped doing this year, I was always heading straight for the gym and getting up early, you know, and getting to the gym at whatever, 5.30, um, and trying to get a workout in, get a sauna, ice bath and get home by seven to have breakfast with the kids and get them ready for school and drop them off at school at 7.45, eight o'clock. And I'd always felt rushed. And I also felt like I was using up my best time of day in terms of my brain being on to go work out. And I didn't feel like I needed to have that workout time being the best time um, for my brain. So I, I've been getting up early. First thing I'm going outside, practicing some gratitude. And again, that takes a minute. It doesn't take, this is not like some grand thing. It's basically stepping outside barefoot, standing on the dirt or the grass um, and just running through some things I'm grateful for. And honestly, it's just, I'm grateful for the cool breeze. I'm grateful for, you know, this beautiful weather or this, you know, it's starting fairly big. Then I move down to, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my brain and my ability to think and carry a conversation. I'm grateful for, you know, my house and my home and who's in that home. I'm grateful for running water. So I'm grateful for the kids and, and Laura and, and I stepped through all those and then extended family. And then I, I sort of moved through and then my podcast and my guests on my podcast. And then I'm grateful for my mentors and I'm grateful for different businesses. And I'm grateful for any money I have in the bank and some things that allow me some freedom to try things. And um, so all of those things, it just, I don't just say them, I, I feel them. And there's a very big difference to that. I'm not just saying those things. I try to connect the it's almost like the brain and the gut. I, I can kind of feel it deep in my gut when I, when I truly say, wow, how grateful am I to have fresh air and running water and a roof over my head and food in the fridge? There's something really special about that because this is not a given around the world. When you think about where we live and people listen, you know, you're listening to this when you start to think everything that you have compared to 99% of the world, most likely, um, we're very, very fortunate. And sometimes it's just a really nice slap of perspective. Um, for me anyway, I kind of, you know, we have this, I don't know if it's an athlete mentality, but it's always wanting for more, pushing for more. And it's been good for me to slap that perspective across my face and be, wow, this is what you have. That doesn't mean you don't have kind of goals and kind of aspiring for more, but it's also nice to step back every morning and go, wow, this is my starting point and this is pretty awesome. Um, you know, and then, and then coming inside, then I, uh, you know, I, I, would, I would go straight to work, uh, get all, clean my emails that morning, get everything up to date and use that time early um, for a couple of hours before the kids wake up to write anything I want to write, to get these podcasts sorted, to get back to people. Um, 
it's it's my time to sort the day um and, and it's a very special time and then the kids are usually wandering in at around 6 30 and um i can spend some time with them and uh, have breakfast with them, get them to school. And then I go to the gym after that. And so I block out my calendar between eight and 10 each day. And uh, that's worked well for me. Uh, and, and I'm not saying you have to, I'm just saying if you can, if you work for yourself and, or even if you don't work for yourself, I like that little window after I've sort of done some work, I feel like working out a little bit better and it's worked out well for me. I will say also when I'm I skipped over one bit there in terms of when I'm practicing gratitude in the morning. I also really work on going through what my goals are. And those goals often are broken into sort of health and wealth and relationships. Um, And, you know, as an athlete, visualizing and having goals was really came easy because I really knew what I wanted. And it was, I had these big monumental goals and I could visualize them. I could see them. And I used to practice visualizing an athlete as an athlete when I was in training, you know, I'd often have a commentator in my head and, you know, that commentator would be sort of, you know, and Greg Bennett is now in fourth and he's running and then I'd do another interval and I keep moving through and commentating in my head. I, I was always playing games with the visualizing. And then I'd also visualize when I'm on the massage table or lying in bed and stepping through. And I, I kind of felt like visualizing as an athlete was easy. Visualizing once I became a dad, a father, a businessman, a podcast host, all of those things became a little bit different. And I realized that I just need to set goals in each area and then clearly see and feel what that is like in six months for the short term, medium term, two to three years, and long term, five plus years. What does it actually feel like when you're at the top of the staircase looking back down? And that to me is breaking it up into my health. What does that look like? I don't have any major health goals these days other than turning up every single day, doing some kind of a workout to slow down the aging and, and thinking about my longevity. Um, in fact, I don't want big goals because I know who I become with a goal when it comes to sport right now. Um, I'm an all or nothing type person. I Even if somebody says, go do a 5K run race, you know, all of a sudden I've got a training prog- training program and I'm and I just get, I get a bit tough on myself. And so right now I'm just focused on enjoying 45 minutes to an hour each day at the gym and maybe playing tennis a couple of times a day. And I'm happy with that. that that's good. But it means I do something every day, every single day. Um, even if I'm a bit sick or crook, you know, I've got some free weights at home, do some light weights, move the body, whatever it is, do something every day. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to the wealth visualizing, you know, for me, that's all around the business, businesses, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? How do I want to push myself? And, and for me now, business is replacing the athlete mindset that I might've had. <clears throat> and, and that's fine. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what direction I want to take that at the moment, uh, really enjoying my work with fast food. And, uh, you know, after just selling any question to whoop, uh, that was a hell of a ride and I'm kind of looking for another hell of a ride, whether that's with fast food or doing some other kind of work as well with the, with the work I'm doing at fast food. So, you know, and then I have the podcast, which is also, you know, I may start to monetize that again. Uh, for a couple of years, I've had very limited, um, 
sponsorship on it. I may consider doing a little bit more, but that's not really the focus of why I do the show. Um, and if I do work with brands, I want you to know that I'm basically putting them out to you because I actually truly believe in them. Um, and I'm not just doing it for the money. It's going to be something that I can go, yeah, this is something you really need in your life. Um, so that, that's me. And then the relationship side, when it comes to what I want, you know, it's one of those things I feel like I'm already there. Uh, you know, I've got Laura, um, who still blows me away that, you know, I get to have her as my wife and, um, she's the most extraordinary woman. She empowers me to be a better man. Um, which is amazing. She's created the most amazing home uh, for me and the kids, and she's an incredible mother. Look, she was a great athlete. She got hit number one in the world for a while. She went to multiple Olympics, four-time national champion. Incredible athlete. But Laura as a mother makes that look absolutely insignificant. Um, she's an incredible mother, and, and I, I'm truly fortunate for her. And plus, she's absolutely beautiful. Um, so... Yeah, I don't mean to rub it in, but I definitely have scored pretty big and uh, I, I appreciate her so much. So anyway, I, I need to keep going on with that. But the relationship side of thing, relationship with my my family, I think I could do a better job with my friends. Um, I've, you know, I think we all get busy. We all move on. And if you're listening to this and you are a mate, I'm sorry, we, we can do better. Um, but that's... Uh, I'll put that on the vision board for relationships for 2024. Oh, by the way, talking about vision boards, I don't know if you do vision boards. I know that kind of sounds a bit strange, but I do believe in creating and trying to manifest visions as much as you can. What I've been doing lately is actually I write a, a newspaper paper article using ChatGPT. I'll go to it and say, look, and I've done it for other friends' businesses. So I say, look, you know, this is, they've got this business, um, write a newspaper article in five years time showing the success of the business and the people in it and show, you know, describe some of the setbacks and challenges they have, but how they've come out and now they have 10,000 subscribers that are all paying, you know, a hundred dollars a month and blah, 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 blah. And here's the success of the business. And can you write it, uh, as though it's coming from Forbes business and, then I'll grab that article it writes and I'll go over to Canva and I'll put it in using the actual newspaper. You can use like a news, newspaper template on Canva. So cool. Go try it for yourself in your own life. Um, use, you know, AI to write the article, copy it over to uh, Canva, use one of their free templates and create yourself um, a really cool sort of vision board using a newspaper article from the future. Um, so there's my tip. There's my tip there. Uh, finally, I know this is a lot of talking for me. You're probably tired of listening to me, but I always finish the morning, the gratitude, the visualizing. And as I walk in, I say, hey, Greg, this could be your last day. How do you want to live it? And that is not to be morbid. That is more to say that I am very aware of our mortality my mortality. Um, and not to the point that it scares me. In fact, that it excites me. One of the greatest things about living is knowing there's death at the end. Um, it was funny. I was talking to a good mate of mine, um, uh, that worked with me at any question. And we were, we were 
everyone was saying, oh, I want to live to a, he was saying, I want to live to 150. I was like, 150? I said, why do you need all that extra time? What are you not getting done that you could be getting done now? He said, oh, no, no, I want to be healthy and it's going to be, I said, no, 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 no. I, I totally disagree. I, I love the fact that if I'm fortunate, I'll live into my 80s, potentially 90s, um, depending on which side of the family tree you're looking. Um, and I'm 52 now. Actually, I'm one week shy if you're listening to this on Christmas Day. Um, and I love the fact that I know that death is around the corner and boy, is that fuel to live. You know, it's like when I've had close friends that have passed away too young. I've had my dad pass away and look, people leave us all too soon. But the one thing I make sure I do whenever I'm leaving the funeral or if I'm not in the funeral, if I've just heard the message is, okay, how can I live my life better? Am I doing everything I can to fulfill my potential? And understanding that death is around the corner. Could be today, could be five years, could be 30 years, 50 years, depending. I, I want to make sure I'm living, living today how I want to live it. That doesn't mean being in the, you know, going and partying and being an idiot and not, not being responsible. I actually think it means... When I say those few words to myself as I walk back into the house and if the kids are up by some, it's embracing the, the kids. It's not ignoring them. If Laura's up, it's not, it's embracing Laura, going over and giving her a hug and being in the moment, being present and celebrating life at its fullest. Um, that has been really powerful for me to be very present with what I have, that Life will be over all too soon and to have some fun and enjoy what you're doing. You know, it's like, I think we, we all grow up into adults and we lose our 10 year old selves. You know, and I, I, if there's one thing I'll leave you with before I, you know, finish this shorter episode than normal is to find the joy in every single day to be grateful for everything you do have in front of you. Don't compare to the Joneses down the road. Get rid of that FOMO nonsense. Put the phone down. Get yourself out of negativity. Go, get to neutral as fast as you can. You know, stop listening to the news and celebrate as if you were a 10-year-old. Um, I think there's, I was talking to Laura actually yesterday about this, about how we quite often take life a little bit too seriously. We take our careers so seriously. It's one thing I've noticed in business. Everybody jumps on a Zoom call and it's it's like, where's the fun? We can still have a laugh on a Zoom call. Why do we all have to be so deadly serious and be talking analytics and not having a bit of a laugh? And that was the one thing I, I noticed as I transitioned from being an athlete into business is, yes, some of these things are important. Yes, we've got to make decisions. But honestly, to have some fun and enjoy life a little bit. Um, anyway, that's where I want to finish. Finish. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not here to preach. You know, you've you've got your workout you're doing. Um, you know, you've either had a great Christmas feast already. Uh, I hope you've had a wonderful Christmas. I really do. I hope you've had a wonderful 2023. I'm really excited about 2024. 
for you. Um, set those goals, um, visualize them, have some fun along the way. Don't forget to laugh, stay disciplined, turn up every single day. Like I said, something's better than nothing and practice gratitude. You don't have to do what I do and get up in those crazy hours and stuff. It's just when I actually like it. It's not a, it's like I said to the team at any question, you know, you're a night person and you perform best at night. Do that. I'm just somebody that performs best really early in the morning and I love the silence. (laughs) I love my kids, don't get me wrong. But boy, I love that silence when everybody's asleep. Um, So anyway, that's it. I just wanted uh, this to be a bit of a Christmas message, a bit like the Queen does. Oh, King, I should say now. King Charles III. Um, Anyway, Christmas message. Merry Christmas to you. Um, And here's just to a new year filled with health, happiness, and continued growth. And uh, really looking forward to getting your feedback, advice, and potentially even, yeah, meeting on one of my uh, Friday mentor sessions. All right. All the very best to you and your family. I'm out.